Welcome to The Gathering Place, a Blessed is She podcast. We're so glad you're here. Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Jenna. Hello, Beth. Welcome back, friend. Welcome to you as well. Thank you. This is actually not the beginning of our new season. This is a semi-beginning, not beginning. This is a special... Hashtag confused. No. This is a super special... Super special. Teaser episode. Special. It's special. I wish I had the cloud clapping. No, Jenna. (laughs) Well, it's super special because we have a special guest with us. If you say special one more time. Liana, you're so special to us. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being on our special. Thank you for having me. This is really special. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Liana Bowler is in the house. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. We're excited to chat with you yeah. um, on the podcast. We do actually chat with you quite a bit yes. <laughs> outside of the podcast. Which is such a gift. Yes. Mm-hmm. I was just with our fourth small group person the other day. Yeah. And she was just crying. Saying how grateful she is for our little small group. I feel the same way. Also, I'm really missing our small group. But I understand with the babies coming that it's going to be a while (laughs) before we all meet again. I told Mary Ruth we better get a meeting in before my baby comes because then I go dark. We need to. Yeah. Yes. Liana Bowler (laughs) is a writer, a part of our small group, (laughs) and an author. in the new yes. 2021 Advent devotional. Yeah. So that's really the excuse that we have for bringing you on, but really we just, we want to talk to you. So excited. Liana, things. what did we miss about your intro? Would you like to say more? No, I'm married. I have six kiddos. Number seven comes in April and that's it. <laughs> that's so exciting. Yeah. How long have you been on the team? I can't remember. So I want to say like six years because I I kind of started a little bit after everybody else started Mm -hmm. because we ran into each other at mass. I feel like you were coming to the Blessed Sheen Night. I was. Mm -hmm. How did you know about it? So I think I saw it in like St. Andrew's Bulletin or something random. So had you been reading the devotions? Yes. Okay, so you knew of I knew Blessed, of is, Blessed she. is She. Okay. And I knew like I knew about the regional groups and okay. all of that. But yeah, then I ran into you at Newman Center. Yeah. And you're like, would you like to write for us? And I was like, what? Oh, yeah. the early days. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I was like, sure, that would be yeah. amazing. Well, so, I, yeah. I had read your blog. Okay. I was forgot it, about Was it like that. a humor blog then? <laughs> it was a humor. It was like half humor, half like sharing the faith and just yeah. like family life stuff. That was kind of it. I forgot all about that blog. But yeah. Yeah. So I had, was. you know, I got to send everyone to Nell. I'm like, Nell, she's a beautiful writer. And I know her in real life. It's Aww, perfect. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. I'm so glad the humor writing got brought up because when I <laughs> learned that about you, I was like, this is incredible. Totally. It's so unique. Yeah. It's So fun. Yeah. How did you get into that? How were you interested in it? So that was like my thing. That was the way that I had always written whenever I wrote stuff. I just wanted to be funny and write funny things. And I loved humor writing. I loved reading humor writing. I just, I love humor um, and comedy and was really into it from the time that I was really little. 
yeah, I kind of started with that. And that's honestly mostly the way that I know <laughs> how to write things. Wow. Yeah. So just my thing. I'm not funny in person, but I, I disagree I with that. I actually think you're very funny. I can be funny on paper, but <laughs> in person, not so much. There's something really <laughs> special about <laughs> your humor and your personality. You're just such a great storyteller. Oh, and so you might be telling a very serious story or like a very stressful situation and then you'll just say something very casually and laugh and I'm like oh my gosh that's hilarious I did not see that coming it's a gift yeah. agreed it's probably a coping mechanism <laughs> <laughs> I hear you yeah it works so Liana yeah. I have to tell you Jenna multiple times has said to me that she would love for you to write a book yeah and then we have long conversations about what we would want to hear from you in this book. So if you need um, any suggestions, Jenna is okay. your gal. All right. I don't even remember what I wanted her to write about other than I'm obsessed with everything you write. Oh. Well, and you, know, you wouldn't think that you just don't write like this all of the time. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's so incredible, Liana. I can't even explain how beautiful your writing is. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, let it's, me refresh your memory. You have said to you. me, I just want her to write her life story. Totally. Like a memoir. Because you you have such a beautiful way of capturing that experience and illustrating it. And a real vulnerability that's such a gift to yeah. read about and, and enter into, like in light of our own story. Praise but God. But the way that you have lived your life with the Lord and how he is healing and redeeming and um, just bringing new life to your story is, I think, a great gift, um, especially in the devotionals. Praise God. Well, I'm so thankful. I um, I definitely, I, I feel like my story is an interesting one because I had a difficult childhood. I had a lot of trauma in my childhood. I never really um, like most children who experience childhood trauma, I never felt like I got to be a kid. Mm -hmm. And I think that is part of the reason why I loved writing stories and definitely the reason why I got into humor because yeah. it's a way to cope with all of that um, and not even escaping from it. It's mm -hmm. just a way to order things that are very disordered Yeah. Um, and just to give yourself some sense of control mm -hmm. And some sense of, okay, well, I can't solve this. <laughs> I mm -hmm. can't get my way out of the, this situation, but I can try and make it funny or <laughs> I can like make it a story or I can. So I did that from the time that I was little. I always loved writing things and always loved writing funny things. And it's a gift just to see what the Lord does mm. with us, especially when you feel like, that just wouldn't happen for me. Like I couldn't have that kind of relationship with mm -hmm. the Lord or I couldn't ever get to that point because my story is so hard wow. or my childhood had so much suffering. So like, where was the Lord? Was he there? Obviously he was. And it's a lot that I couldn't recognize until I was older and started to have my own children and look back and just see 
his like love and protection over me, even through all of those really difficult things and see just how it was always his plan through every moment to heal all of that and to bring me closer to him. Like I never had to be afraid that we wouldn't ever have a relationship or I wasn't good enough because, you know, trauma led me to make a lot of very poor decisions as I got older. Um, And I was away from the faith and away from the Lord for a long time, or so I thought. He was always with me, but I was not paying any attention to him. Um, And I think it was because I just didn't feel worthy. Mm. I didn't feel like someone with my story could be holy or try to be holy. It was just like I thought of that as, well, that would be fake because look at me and look at my life and all these things that I'm doing. How could I decide, like, I would like to get to know the Lord now. I would like to um, go to confession. I would like to start over. Mm. And I think it's taking that step of just trusting the Lord's mercy and trusting like his love for you and what he truly desires for your life. And I like to just call it like metanoia moments, like moments where you just turn around because you're going to have several of those throughout your life. And each one is just such a gift because it's this invitation of stepping into like the Lord's mercy and recognizing like how great and vast it is. Mm. And it's just, it's a gift. So Liana, what was maybe one of those first metanoia moments when you realized like, no, I do desire to come back because you had been thinking, this isn't for me. How could I ever come to the Lord? Would he even want me after all that I've been through and all that I've done? What changed? So I picked up the rosary because that was the only way that I kind of knew how to pray Yeah, yeah. (laughs) in like a I wanted to start like in a formal kind of way of prayer. So I was like, I'll start with the rosary and just started praying it and praying it wrong. Like yeah. <laughs> I w- was not praying it correctly, but yeah. was just doing that every day, like praying the rosary. And I didn't even know why. Mm. I think I just started to feel like there had to be something more than what I was doing and who I was around and the path that I was going I just felt it in my heart, like there's something more. And I obviously it was just Our Lady and it's like, here, here's the rosary. So I started praying the rosary and it was the grace from that where I just felt like I'm going to go to confession. Wow. I don't even know how to go to confession. The last time I went to confession was like before I made first Holy Communion. So I didn't even know what to do. Yeah. But praise God, I had this just merciful, loving priest who just led me through confession and and talk to me about like St. Augustine and wow. and his past and how, you know, like the Lord can redeem anything. And I think from there, it was just like a jumping off point for me where it, I just felt like the Lord's going to give me the grace to do this. And that didn't mean it was easy because I definitely believed a lot of lies from the enemy. And I definitely was carrying a lot of trauma with me that I didn't know what to do with. But just the Lord's tenderness and these little tiny steps of like leading me back into the faith and back to the sacraments and into understanding like what the faith was because I didn't know. I didn't Mm. know a lot about the faith or the teachings of the church or any of that. So learning all of that was so beautiful. 
because I learned the why behind everything. And it just opened my heart to see like, wow, like the Lord loves us. Like we have this gift of our faith in the church because he loves us. And it was just, it was beautiful to discover that, especially after living in such a way that was opposite to the faith. Because I think it just gave me such a great appreciation for the Lord's mercy that I truly don't think I would have had had I not been so far away mm-hmm. and, and had so much difficulty. It was just a great blessing. It was a great gift from the Lord and continues to be. Like I'm still constantly <laughs> learning and being humbled mm-hmm. and yeah. being open to what he wants to do. Gosh, I'm just thinking of the gospel when Jesus says she's been forgiven much, so she loves much. Mm-hmm. And that it's so true of you, Liana. You love much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The way you love the Lord and your family and us. It's a gift of of truly just his grace. Cause mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> I'm totally. just not that way on my own. Truly. <laughs> like it it is truly just the abundance of his grace and how generous he is with me because he knows like I definitely need it. So it's just so beautiful. And how he just continues to like heal, especially when I don't expect it. You know, when I'm just kind of going about things and I I forget certain areas of my heart that need healing and certain um, places that I haven't let him in. And he just like pursues and comes right up to that like broken part. And it's like, I'm just going to heal this. We're going to do this together. Yeah. I think life has a way of kind of presenting us with our own woundedness, right? Something happens in the here and now that calls up or triggers like these lies or this experience in our past. And all of that is just an invitation from the Lord. Like, hey, I I see that. Mm -hmm. It's very gently like putting a finger. Yes on those areas where I think we can kind of misinterpret that scenario in our lives. And we think, gosh, why does this always happen? Mm, Why does this keep happening? Instead of seeing the mercy Mm -hmm. of Jesus touching those places and extending healing. Definitely. So I had a recent experience of incredible healing Mm -hmm. that I was not expecting that I would love to share Um, We recently had the Blessed She Retreat, and I had had a very challenging week, month actually, Mm. and um, was just in like this deep, it just felt like darkness and that I just felt so far from the Lord, and I felt so frustrated and um, was just in a terrible mood and had decided like I'm not even gonna go to the retreat I don't want to do anything there's so much going on like I'm overwhelmed Lord Mm. I just I don't want to do anything and it was so beautiful because a friend of ours out of nowhere texted me and was like hey would love to take you (laughs) with us to the retreat and my husband definitely prompted me like you need to go. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I jokingly said, I was like, I think he probably just wants to like get rid of me because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm in such a terrible mood. But it was beautiful because I went into that having zero expectations. I was just in such a low mood and was just not feeling like praying. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had no expectations. And that first night when they brought the Lord out, like I just felt in my heart him say, like, I'm going to give you something. Mm-hmm. 
And I'm, you know, kind of sitting there like, oh, I don't wonder what that's going to (laughs) be. And he gave me this tremendous grace and tremendous healing where I talked about before how I had a lot of trauma in my childhood and never really got to feel like a little girl. It's a joy to see how my children are and how free and just lovely they are. But it does give a twinge of sadness when you realize, I don't know how to be like that. Mm. Like, it's incredible that they are like that. And I am so grateful. But I wonder what that's like mm. to just have that little, the heart of a little girl mm. and um, and just to be so childlike and so innocent in that way. I just didn't have an experience of that. So that night, that's what the Lord gave me. Mm. He... I just felt him say, like, I'm going to give you a little girl's heart, like this innocent heart mm-hmm. where you can feel what it would feel like to just be an innocent child. You can feel that lightness. You can feel that just like the joy that children have, how they're just mm-hmm. so they, they're able to experience the joy and like fully live into it in that moment. Like, you know, you blow bubbles for a child or like give them a, and they're like so it's such a big deal for yeah, them yeah. and they're able to just completely enjoy in that moment without thinking about other things or worrying about and it was such an unexpected gift mm. for the lord to just give me that because i always felt like i'll have to work for that or i'll just never have it because i can't go back to being a child mm. so maybe that's just something i won't ever have and it was such a gift in that he was just like, no, I'm just going to give you this. We're not going to do anything. You don't have to ask for it. I'm just going to give it to you right here in this moment because I love you and you're my daughter and I I want you to have this childlike innocence that you feel was stolen, that was stolen. Yeah. Like, I want you to experience what it's like to have that little heart that's light and free. And it was just... I can't even describe what it was like. It was just amazing. It was an incredible, incredible gift. I'll forever be thankful for because I am seeing now all the little ways Mm. that that's changing my life. And I can't even articulate it yet because I don't know. I truly don't know what it's like to like live into that like restoration of innocence or like childlike faith that's just so trusting and that like sees God as like, oh, you're a father who loves me. Like, you're going to take care of me. Like, I trust you. Kind of like when you see a child, like, run up and they just jump in their father's arms or their mother's arms. And it's like, they're not afraid Mm. that they're going to, like, that their father's not going to catch them. They're not afraid. They just, like, are so free. And I feel like that's a gift right now that I'm learning to live into. And it's just a great healing that I received. You know, I'm thinking about this poem by Jessica Powers. (laughs) Were you thinking of it too? Spoiler alert, she comes on later in the season. Yeah, we're basically going (laughs) to do read aloud poetry. I forgot that Liana has the book too. I did. (gasps) Liana! I did, Have you read the poem about innocence? I have not. Wow. Do you have it? I have it in the other room. I can just tell you about it. Yeah. I'm not going to do a good job. (laughs) I think what is just so beautiful about that experience and what this this poem captures for me is that innocence restored is in a way more beautiful and more pure than the innocence that has before it been. was stolen. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And I think just in my own life and, and looking back at the ways that I feel like I forfeited my innocence or my innocence was taken from me, mm-hmm. that I have felt like 
my story, my heart, my love, my purity would always be second rate. Yeah. Um, and with the Lord, it's somehow even more beautiful and even more pure. It's very hard to find the language. Jessica Powers does it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but there's now an intimacy there. Yes. And a deep trust and a settledness. Whereas before it was just, I didn't even know what I had. Yeah. Whereas now I know the gift of it. Yeah, Jenna had sent me the book and then one day sent me a screenshot of this poem. And I've thought about it so often just in light of my own story. And it's given me, it's made real my experience of prayer and healing and restoration with the Lord. But at the same time, given me hope for those places that have not yet been touched. Completely. Maybe that I don't even know need the healing as you were describing. Yes. Yeah, so her poem is called The Mountains of the Lord. Maybe we'll put it in the description on YouTube so you guys can read it. But you should get the book. And Jenna, you've started praying with your story as well through spiritual direction. Mm -hmm. Was that something that came naturally to you? I just feel like... We're very different in that, whereas I have lived a lot of my life in the past. Mm-hmm. So it was very, it was second nature to me to bring things, like I was constantly triggered. I mean, like Absolutely. my pain was always at the surface. That was one of the main ways that I prayed was inviting God, like, please, I'm in pain, come in and heal yes. this, yeah. this memory or this embarrassment or this shame, you know? Yeah. But you've been like walking through... Yeah, I wonder what that is that I've never been like that. Well, I think it's a personality thing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's a I know, good I, or a bad thing. I know. I just wonder what that personality thing is. I don't know. Just seeing the world differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just funny. I think you have a bit more um, like tenacity and resilience than I do. Like I think you were just sort of raised as like a go-getter. and. Mm-hmm. Well, I just I guess I think I live like on the surface. So it maybe it's just the sanguine in me. Could be. Yeah. I, I think that's a little judgmental. I would I would think it's more that you just like want to move forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's kind of like your eyes are always mm-hmm. facing front, you know? Mm. And for me, <laughs> I was yeah. often turned around. <laughs> you yeah. Know? Yeah, so I've never been interested in my story. <laughs> I'm just like keeping it moving. But in spiritual direction, I've been invited to read through a book called 40 Weeks by Father Bill Watson. I don't know if I've told you about it, Liana. Mm -hmm. Anyway, but the whole premise of doing this book, working through this book of 40 weeks is to unpack your story and to find the Lord in all of it through the lens of of doing it alongside St. Ignatius and how he did what he did. I don't know. It's a cool pattern, ultimately, that you're looking at the life of St. Ignatius who had a big metanoia moment, you know, it changed everything. And then kind of finding your story in the pattern of his life. Right. Yeah. When our stories are so important because we see everything through the lens of our story, whether we realize it or not. So truly. So like if you have a lot of trauma in your story, you're going to see everything Mm -hmm. through the lens of trauma, whether it's a joyful moment or like a Mm -hmm. sorrowful moment, you see everything through that lens. Mm -hmm. And the Lord teaches us to see everything through like the lens of love. Wow. Mm. So it's like when we delve into that, 
when we open our hearts to the Lord and like invite him in to our story and give it to him, he's going to teach us to see everything through the lens of love Mm. and it will change everything. I'm so moved by that. I'm much more familiar with a lens of Mm. trauma, rejection, shame. Definitely. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the thing is, those past experiences, they inform our present moment. Yeah. So if we don't, in relationship, get that new lens. <laughs> yeah. And and really look back upon our story with the Lord through his lens, mm-hmm. his love, not our love. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. even our definition of like what would have been loving it looks so different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I can look back on a period of suffering in my life and my own lens of love would have been like, well, then that shouldn't have happened. But through the Lord's lens mm-hmm. of love, like true, pure, perfect love, yeah, that was in his permissive will because of the love that he poured out on me in and through that experience. Absolutely. And made me better and made me new and restored my innocence in that thing that in my humanity, I would have just rather avoided. Completely. Yeah. I was just talking with Dr. Mary Ruth Hackett the other day. This is like a I know. little small group. <laughs> <laughs> we miss you, Mary. <laughs> and she was talking about confirmation bias and how yes. it's really our brain's way of being efficient. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was so interesting. Anyway, I'm just thinking about that with you guys sharing this is just always confirming what you already believe to be true about your life, about how people will treat you, what your life might look like. And so I just think it's so important and beautiful. And something I've realized is to let the Lord into these areas that I didn't even know he needed to be led into, Mm -hmm. but through communion with him, through devoted prayer time, he's getting into crevices and places that um, I didn't even know needed healing. And because of that, we'll restore it. So then yes. those biases and those like leanings that I have towards people or situations will be purified by him. Because ultimately that lens is our interpretation of our life. Right? Absolutely. So we read the motivations of other people. Mm-hmm. We read our experiences through that lens. Mm-hmm. And we let that tell us something about ourselves. Completely. Yeah. And usually no, it's not correct. No. And it's not in our best interest. Yeah. And it's incredible to imagine, like, how would our lives be transformed by the Lord? And how would the Lord just invite others into deeper relationship, even through us, Mm -hmm. if we were able to accept the invitation just to try and see everything through his lens of love? Mm -hmm. Just to be intentional about that and think about it before we see things through our own lens, which is really hard. It's not easy. And I think it takes just constant, constant metanoia, constantly turning to the Lord and giving him this and asking him, like so many times I'll say, Lord, how do you see this situation? Because I see it like this. And I want you to tell me the truth about this, the truth about why I'm feeling this way about this. Or help me see this person, this frustrating situation, whatever, the way that you see it, the way you're trying to teach me mm-hmm. to see it. And I think that's a gift that can really transform our hearts. Yeah. 
and allow us just to be more open mm-hmm. and just more loving and merciful to others and to ourselves when we're struggling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the compassion toward ourselves really comes in it just acknowledging first of all, Lord, this really hurts. Mm-hmm. Here's how I'm seeing this. Here's how that makes me feel. And then like what's your lens? Yes. Like show me how you see this. Show me how you see me because the way I'm seeing, yeah, it hurts a lot. I'm just reminded of Mark 8 when Jesus cures a blind man at Bethsaida. I just love this because it's such a beautiful story of healing, but that it doesn't all happen at once. Yeah. That the Lord, he asked him, can you see anything? And the man looked up and he said, I can see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his him again and he looked intently and his sight was restored and he saw everything clearly. I'm just coming back again and again to this truth that the Lord is like wiping away so much pain, so much suffering, so much um, sin just with his blood. (laughs) The blood of Jesus is doing this in my life and I can see myself more clearly. I can see the woman he made me to be more Mm -hmm. clearly. I can see what he wants for my life more clearly on a practical level even yeah, just yeah, like yes. discernment is clearer and it's all because he keeps on saying can you see I'm like lord it's still a little blurry yes and he keeps staying there and he he wants me to be fully healed yeah i was talking with a friend yesterday and um she's in a a really painful tender time the lord is doing a lot bringing up a lot and Um, extending healing in some really tender places. And she was just feeling impatient for the Lord to heal her. Like, come on, can't we move this thing along? And just in prayer, she felt the Lord say to her, most people want relief, not healing. Mm. Wow. Isn't that insane? That's amazing. It so resonates with my own experience, my own desire for healing. But relief and healing are not the same thing. Mm. Relief is this like, I just want to not be in pain. Healing is this more comprehensive, deep, peaceful, new life. Yeah. Right? It's it's like a wholeness instead of a Band-Aid. Yeah. Wow. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It gave me a lot of hope. Yeah. You know, to wait on the Lord for healing rather than to insist upon relief. Yeah. Because yeah. relief mm. is just what, like it's a reprieve. And then you will eventually go back to what you're struggling with. Mm-hmm. Um, where like you said, healing is like it's a totally different thing where it's like full restoration. It's not a reprieve. Like you're fully restored in this healing. Yeah, relief is for the moment. Yeah. It's right now I'm not in yes. pain. Healing is I'm not in pain for the rest of my life. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. The Lord. That's crazy. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Lord. So, Liana, I just think it's so ironic because you just shared that you don't remember anything that you write. Yeah. <laughs> Once you write it, which I get it. I don't either. Like, I have no idea what I said. And I usually hate it when I go read it again, but you couldn't possibly hate this because it's so beautiful. But I just want to remind you that in your first reflection that you shared in the Advent um, devotional, 
you talked about a metanoia moment when Mary said to you, metanoia mm. in prayer. Praise God. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> That's so amazing. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's um, incredible. Yeah. So Hello. I just love this, this last paragraph, if I could read a little bit of it. We all struggle on our journey to holiness. We struggle to make peace with our past and to allow the Lord to renew us. Maybe you're wrestling with letting go of who you once were. Maybe you're trying to figure out which direction to go. I invite you to humbly surrender your heart to the Lord. I encourage you to seek a continual metanoia. Each day be open to where the Lord leads you, to the ways he desires to make you a saint. So I just want to ask, like on a practical level, because I like getting practical about prayer stuff. Mm -hmm. How do you think we can seek a continual metanoia? Like, what does that look like for you? For me, it's a lot of prayer and silence, Mm, which is really hard. And I won't pretend (laughs) that it's easy. I need a lot of silence because if I'm constantly like talking at the Lord or reading things in prayer or doing things in prayer, I'll get out of prayer and I'm like, wow, I spent all that time in prayer, but like I didn't stop to hear like what the Lord wanted to say at all. So seeking silence, which is not easy and being intentional about prayer, which I also know is not easy. But the encouragement I want to offer is to truly just show up. And Mm. I know everyone says that. And we often feel the difficulty of that because when we just show up and maybe we don't feel like praying, um, we're just not in it, we're having a hard time praying, we're struggling with lots of things, we feel like that prayer time's not productive Mm -hmm. because we're just sitting there either, okay, I'm thinking about other things and I'm having to remind myself to like focus on the Lord or I just don't feel like it and I'm having a really difficult time. Mm -hmm. I encourage you still to show up because we often make prayer about like productivity. Mm -hmm. Whether or not we want to, we see it in that Mm -hmm. way. You know, I want my prayer time to be productive. And honestly, like what prayer is, at least for me, it's just like, oh, this is just the presence of the Lord. I'm just allowing the Lord to love me and I'm loving him. And I don't even have to say anything. It's similar to, you know, if you're have children and one of them can just lay on your lap and you guys can just be sitting there saying nothing, Mm -hmm. but like you're loving that child. That child is loving you. That's what it is. You know, so I encourage you when you feel like I just don't want to pray or I'm, I just feel like I'm not going to receive anything or I feel like I'm not, I don't have anything to give. I'm so tired. I encourage you just to show up even in these little tiny moments, even if you're just offering these little tiny things to the Lord, like your daily activities or whatever, just show up and like see his hand and everything throughout your day. Mm. And you'll find that time of silence. You'll find that time to pray, you'll receive the grace to like begin to, to want to lean in closer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's what I would do. Just yesterday, I was like really trying to get a lot done because I hadn't gotten a lot done all day. So I was like working at my computer and Gabby came over and she was like, can you move your computer? I just wanted to like lay on me. And I don't have a lot of space because yeah. of the baby. Mm-hmm. So anyway. I have to move my computer. Anyway, I was just holding her and it was totally just like that. It was just 
the Lord hugging me mm, and being yeah. like, that stuff will get done in a minute or yeah. 20 after this hugging session is over. <laughs> but I'm hugging you like this. Like I'm loving wow. you like this. Totally. So I just think kids are a beautiful mm-hmm. example of that. Way better than like husbands or relationships. <laughs> 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 just this like yeah. the helplessness of a child, the innocence the of innocence, a child. Yeah. yeah. Totally. Well, I, from here on out, will be referring to my prayer times as hugging sessions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, that is very appealing to yeah. me. If I thought, like, oh, instead of, like, I still have to pray. Like, yeah. oh, I got to pray today. Got to go get so your hugs gotta in. Got to go get my hug yeah. session. Like, I'm just going to go be held by the Lord. <laughs> I'm just going to go, I'm just sit here and be held for a yeah. little bit. <laughs> yes, please. Well, should we pray? Should we start your hugging session? Mm, I would love a little hug right now from the Lord. Liana, would you mind closing us in prayer? Absolutely. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your love. We thank you for your mercy. We thank you just for your constant presence in our lives in every moment. Moments that we recognize and moments that we don't. We thank you for all the ways that you have healed us and all of the ways that you are going to heal us. We thank you, Lord, for constantly pursuing us, for pursuing our hearts, for being so generous with your grace. We thank you, Lord, for just pouring out all that you have over us. We thank you and we praise you and we just bless your most holy name. Blessed Mother, we thank you for your love as our mother. We thank you for leading us closer and closer to your son, Jesus. We thank you for your tenderness as a mother. We thank you for your constant attention to all the little details of our lives, just like a mother. We ask for your intercession in our lives. As we pray, Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Liana, thank you so much. Thank you. I loved being with you. Liana, I can't wait till your book comes out. (laughs) Memoir by Liana Bowler. Mmm, good title, Gemma. No. I'll help title it. I love titling things. That's true. But if you would like to read a book by Liana Bowler, until then, you can pick up your copy of And Hey Became Holy and join us praying uh, this Advent. Yeah. Liana's one of five writers. Mm-hmm. Well, six. Seven if you count me. Wow. A lot of writers in here. Wait, but eight if you count the Lord. Father Mark Mary, he wrote Father the Mark intro. Mary. Beth Davis writing the questions. Nine. Nine people. No, I already counted you. Oh. Olivia Spears okay. narrating. Mm-hmm. Then we have contributing authors, Sarah Rose, Gina Fenster, Liana Bowler, Bobby Roll, Jenna Geezer. Eight. The great eight. Am I right? Wow. <laughs> no offense to all the other writers on our writing team. All right. We'll see you guys later. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs>